everybody. Welcome back to the Flexible Dieting Podcast. I'm Joe Klimczewski here with Austin Kiergaard and Kevin Brunacini. Uh, today, we're going to talk about coach-client communication, because I think a lot of you listening to this are clients in our system, work with one of our coaches or us personally. And one of the things we've even discussed in the Nutrition Coaching Global Mastermind, which has a board of directors that spans the globe, uh, is how important now that nutrition and personal fitness and health coaching is so normalized, people have some standards of practice. You, as somebody who is either working with a coach or may in the future, I think it could really help you understanding how that dynamic can pay the most dividends. So the first thing I think of, guys, is that before we get to the more relational things that are critically important, it's it's for a data-driven purpose. We need accurate and objective information from you as a client because that's how we base our suggestions and decisions and as we're monitoring and assessing and trying to adjust programming, we can't do it blind. We can't uh, do it very effectively if we're consistently trying to fish information or or chase a client down and, and see how they're doing. The more communicative a client is, I, I think it's incredibly helpful. Uh, I'll, again, I'll get to some of the personal stuff, which I'm kind of chomping at the bit to do. But um, Austin being an RD and Kevin being a uh, doctor of nursing practice. I mean, I mean, this is what we do. I mean, this is, you know, it's, it's kind of, we're in kind of the allied health and medical world with one foot with and another in coaching. So Austin first, just, you know, what do you think about that from your coaches? How do you actually, or your, your clients, how do you explain that to them and what you need? Uh, similar to what you explained. So I, I try to tell people, I, Okay, let's let's say I have a, a client update me. I kind of explain what an update is going to look like in the beginning. Like you're going to send me some information, some objective information, but then I'm going to ask a lot of subjective information as well. I need to know if you're experiencing any certain type of symptoms, right? Like if your energy super low, are you feeling really hungry? Like, you know, tell me how you're feeling, right? Um, how are your lifts going? How is your exercise? Do you notice that your energy is dropping? Do you see strength decreasing? So I'll ask a lot of different questions and, uh, I always ask them to first send me their update with that objective. Then I follow up with all of those questions because I, I tell them I need to know because I can see like, oh, look, we're our goal is weight loss and we're trending downward. That's great. That's awesome. But what I don't know is, are you constantly feeling sore? You're not recovering properly. Are you feeling like trash? You know, you just have no energy and you're just lethargic. Like I need to kind of know what's going on there because if I don't know those extra details, uh, then I'm just going to assume everything is fine when it's not. And that can cause problems in itself. And being related into like the medical field, this is something we like as dietitians also find value in, right? We, we have to write certain medical notes um, and those medical notes have a combination of objective and subjective information. So it's, it's very important in both areas. Soap notes. Uh, you guys still do that? Subjective objective assessment plan? Ours are no. called a dime. It's basically the same thing, but for dietitians. So they uh, involve something that like, cause if it's in like a hospital, we provide what's called a, a PES statement. So it's, you've got your assessment, your diagnosis, your intervention, and you monitor an eval, which is interesting. Cause that's exactly what us as coaches do, right? We need to get our initial yeah. assessment. We need to get our initial assessment. We kind of already have a diagnosis because usually clients come to us with what they want. I want to lose weight because I feel like I'm overweight. Okay. And then we provide the intervention, right? And then we monitor an eval through our check-in. So it's very, very similar. 
And that, Kevin, is what I wanted to ask you, because in our company, you function as our director of education. And the second point I have, and this is for the benefit of you, the client, is it should be an educational process. And uh, what, what I would ask you to do as a client is make sure that your coach is providing you some information. If you ask those questions, hey, why are we doing this? Or what about this? Or have you heard this? You know, there should be some free-flowing information there. And, and you should be getting fed information that is very helpful to your process. So, uh, Kevin, do you have a particular kind of arc that you like to follow in that? Or do you just kind of go with the flow with each client's needs? Yeah, it's rather tailored to the individual clients, you know, not to repeat what Austin has said as far as the process, what I'm looking for, because that's pretty much the same thing of combination of subjective and objective. Um, but I'll preface to clients from the get-go of you know, what the expectation moving forward is that this is a partnership, just like any medical service would be, is you know they're the center of it, the patient, the client, whomever, they're the center of it. We're helping them to make whatever goal or achievement regarding their health. So, you know, their input is critical, but, you know, it's a partnership that I'm not forcing them to do anything against their will or, uh, and nor am I pushing any agenda from a biased perspective. It's a matter of where are you at? Let's meet here, then progress towards the goal together while providing education, resources, support, whatever it may be for the individual and everyone's different. So therefore it's a very wide spectrum of what motivates them I'm not a rah-rah type. Just tell me what I need to do. Boom. I'll get it done. Whereas others need more coddling, quote unquote, just that's their, that's their need. That's fine. That's what we adapt and we do our best to give it to them. You know, I, I mean, this is even part of the training I went through as a writer and that is to always be teaching, always be teaching, always be teaching. If you're Dan Brown or Stephen King and even writing fiction, you still want to interweave something they come away with and they learn. And I think of that as a coach, as I'm working with clients, you know, if I'm, if, if, if the communication is always just, Hey, you did a great job this week. Let's change this. Let's change that. Goodbye. You know, that that's just not enough. I, I feel like clients should expect that we're giving them something. And, and Austin, back to you. My third point is, you know, getting into more of that relational element, which is this should be very supportive you know, we should have uh, coaches working with clients who are going overboard. And I think of how much better I am at that now than 10 or 20 years ago, simply because of technology, maybe because of some maturity as well. But, you know, we have an app now that we can communicate with clients and everything is always there, the whole history and our, our chat and uh, it's so much easier for me to kind of flow through even back to original notes and intake information and just always be reaching out to clients to see how they're doing. I, I used to, um, every once in a while, I have a client that it was just dawn on me like, oh my gosh, so-and-so hasn't emailed me in a month. Like what happened? And I'll reach out. And here they've been like very, very hurt. Like, well, you didn't even reach out to me. And I'm like, well, you're supposed to send me information. Like you said, Austin, here's the process. Here's your, uh, you know, objective information I need. We've set these formal parameters of check-ins and so forth. And you're supposed to contact me. You know, my, my dentist doesn't call me to see how I'm doing. My accountant doesn't call me. My, when I need them, I call them. And I think there is some, you know, aspect to that where the client does have to take some responsibility. But I think especially with better technology and administrative systems today, 
the coach should be reciprocating that and reaching out. So I'm curious what you do to make sure that you are the best coach in the world when it comes to supporting your clients personally, Austin. Yeah. So what I do is I, there, there have been times where I, a client just hasn't sent me an update and I, I'll kind of make note. I don't text them right away because maybe something happened and I, you know, I'm trying to respect personal space and stuff as well, but if it goes more than like two weeks, so there's two consecutive weeks I have not heard from them, then I will reach out and say, hey, I have not gotten an update. I haven't heard from you. Is everything okay? Um, and that just happened to me recently, actually, with a client that I've been working with for a while. I'm, I just haven't heard. And I was like, hey, is everything okay? And she's like, ah, I had to go to the doctor just trying to get some stuff fixed. I'm like, ah, okay, well, you know, can you kind of, would you be care to explain that so we can try to just kind of see if we need to work through it or what we need to do? And it was a good conversation and this, this client wants to continue down the journey, but you know, we just have to be a little more cautious of certain things now at this point. And it's a collaborative team with, you know, the people she's working with and myself. And so my point to that is if I didn't reach out, you know, would she have just felt like I was ignoring her? Would she have just felt like this, what I'm going through is just pointless at this point. There's just no point of moving forward, I guess is what I'm saying. So that's why I don't like to let it go too long, but I mean, I, I agree that it, it's got to be on the client at some point, but it also like, I think some coaches can use it as an excuse of, well, I'm so busy. I can't chase down everybody. Well, I, I understand that. But to your point with technology, you can set reminders. Uh, I know coaches that it's like, Hey, I've got people checking in on these days, right? Every day I have X amount of clients that are supposed to check in. Well, if I don't hear from them, right? You've got your email. A lot of people have apps. Now, if you don't hear from them on that day, you know, it's not that hard to be like, okay, you know, Jeff didn't update me today. If I don't get an update by next Thursday, I'm sending him a quick message just to check in and make sure he's okay. Because otherwise, in my opinion, clients are going to just feel like they're that, that traditional number. Like, cool. I'm working with this big name coach with a lot of followers, but you know, they don't really care about me because, you know, I haven't checked in with them for two weeks. I'm going through some mental struggles right now with food and, and my body image or whatever. And and they just don't care to see how I'm doing. They're just uh, continuing moving forward. So I don't really think that that sends a positive message on the coach. But at the same time, clients, any if you're a client, you're listening to this, like, you know, it, it, you're you're if you have a good coach, they're not going to get mad if you say, hey, like I'm going through some stuff right now. I just need to take a minute or Hey, I'm going through something. Could you provide me advice or provide me with somebody else that can give me advice to this? You know, there's just got to be an open, honest line of communication. And, you know, even back when I would occasionally have that client who was angry and it may even, you know, irreconcilably split our professional relationship. I always did feel like, wow, why, why does this feel like I'm having a fight with my wife? Like this, you know, we, we have this professional relationship. We should just be very objective and we have a purpose here. But then over time, I realized it, you know, it's just personality psychology. I mean, some people are just pretty introverted and they feel like they're bothering you if they, you know, send information and they're waiting for you like, oh, well, he'll he'll when he has time, he'll worry about me and this and then it never happens. And so to your point, it is a both sides issue. And, you know, to any of our coaches listening, just create a system, you know, reach out to your clients, be that good coach to clients realize that your coaches are busy and they have, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the oil and they're taking care of a lot of clients. And so you need to reach out and like, Hey, over here, I'm, you know, I'm struggling. So I, I think that's part of why in my fourth point, I have a more free flowing kind of information system. My clients do have a formal check-in process with me. They know how that works. 
But Monday through Friday in our app, in our private chats, in our group chats, hit me. If it will, if you message me today, you're going to get an answer back to today. Like I'm, I'm in there several times a day, all week long. I'm not one of those people who says, yeah, you get one check in and that's it. You know, then don't bug me. But as our final point, I think this whole coaching client relationship has to have a purpose and an arc. And this is kind of on the coaches, but I want clients to realize this. I'm starting here. I have this goal. Maybe start the communication on the front end of how we're going to get there. Um, you know, hey, coach, what do you expect of me? You know, what do you really want me to do? Am I doing my check-in information, you know, as you would like? Is there anything I can do better? This is something the clients can do. So, Kevin, is a last question, the last point, um, you know, what is the perfect client to you? You know, when somebody is communicating with you, like, what do you love to see? It's certainly a combination of the responsibility and expectation when it comes to communication. I, I'm using mostly examples from students just because that's where I tend to see issues break down or misunderstandings occur. But, um, you know, students, clients, who, you know, relationships, the having clarity on what the expectations are first and foremost. So here's what is expected of myself, of the, and of the clients. Um, if that, therefore, if that means the formal process, what does that entail? And being very explicit of what that, what I'm looking for, therefore, and in, in on those formal check-ins, if that's this spreadsheet or it's all in the app, et cetera, that way they know what to send. And then that just creates the system in that. But, you know, perfect thing is, you know, Sure, having that understanding there, but I think bigger picture is just the, I want engagement. Mm -hmm. So however that looks, but I want, I want genuine engagement, not just me, just, you know, here you go. And then nothing comes about it. Rather, I'm just providing a resource and that's it. But, you know, let's have a conversation. Therefore, after the fact, what did you gain from it? Was this helpful or not? If not, then let's go a different direction. Um, so I want that continued engagement. Um, that. And then, geez, I feel like that really just answers the biggest thing for me because I understand things are going to come up. I, you know, it's not every week firmly. That's fine. We just roll with it. But um, I guess with that said, communication of the sense of if things are going to change as much as possible, if you can provide some type of prior arrangement, if you will, in the sense of, hey, I got a vacation coming up. I'm, I'm you know, I'm not I'm going to be mute for this week or something of that nature. If we need to work around it, we do, but it's just that ongoing communication or open line communication of reciprocally, especially if you have something, let me know if you're comfortable sharing and vice versa. Things are going to come up. Note that this is a trust safe line to communicate as, as often as you want. That bites me in the toe usually just because I'm over, I may overextend myself, but then again, that's my bedside manner. I'm going to do it regardless, even if I'm complaining about it, it's, I would still rather always give that than not. Yeah, it, it's a relationship. It's a partnership. A client has hired us for a goal. We want to achieve that goal. There's that combination of objective information and programming and planning. But then there's like, hey, I, I want to end this with us being friends and you having a great experience. So let's make sure that's happening. But Austin, Kevin, thank you so much uh, to all of our clients and listeners. Thank you guys. We'll see you next time in the Flexible Dining Podcast.